Another week, another Muggins and Cream podcast for you all. Uh, this is a fun one. It's Daniel's last day in Australia. His bags are packed. He's ready to leave for the airport. But before he did, he hit record and we had our last remote podcast where we're doing it over Zoom. Um, we're talking about what defence mechanisms you would use depending on which animal you were and we'll come up with a pretty solid Dumbo origin story that's in there. We did turn into talk sport for a bit and talk about football, so some of you might want to skip past that to the weather, you know. I know some of you didn't like the football chat, but, you know, Daniel's team got in a Champions League final, so cut him some slack. Uh, it was a fun podcast. I enjoyed it. I had a laugh. It's nine in the morning here. I was sat with me coffee. What a good way to start the day. So, over to you. You can start your day with this podcast now, and hopefully it'll uplift you as it did me. Enjoy, everybody. Thank you to those of you who have signed up to Patreon. Early access every Monday. Bonus episodes every Thursday. Rewind Wednesdays every Wednesday. Please and see supply. Please ask the bill pay's permission. Pay is stored in the balls. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream. Cream and muggins. Straight thugging. Living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Ah, oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking muggle appeal. Where have you been since 9-11? Hello, motherfuckers, and welcome to another episode of Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. Very exciting episode, because this will hopefully be the last time that we're not together for it. This is my last day in Australia. I fly in about fucking six hours. We survived the remote part of the podcast. This is good that it, it's, it's going it's gonna to get easier now that you're like, oh, the world opens, we're going to be on the road again. It's going to be easier to do the podcast now. Yes. and Well, I mean, hopefully we get to do one face-to-face next week, but it does all depend on, obviously, my self-isolating and I've got to do a test on fucking day two and whatever it is. So hopefully we'll get to do it so I may, I may, face-to-face I, next we, week. We might have to do this when you're just up the road. Uh, aye, aye, very annoying, just like fucking, uh, well it'll be better because it'll be a Scottish internet connection, so it'll just be faster <laughs> in that sense. Or, or if you want, you can come and do it in the office, and I'll just do it from Cara's office upstairs, so uh, we can be within like... <laughs> should we do it like I'm visiting you in prison? <laughs> oh, what, should, we, should we do it through the, uh, you know I've got the glass walls in my living room, that goes uh, outside, you on one side, me on the other side, uh, pressing, just put our palms to the, sc- uh, to the screen. Pressing my nipple up Spin against the glass. <laughs> just me licking the other side. Uh, I've got and a, the, and the milk spraying down the other side. I've got a Nokia 33, turn up my arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> How's so you, life? How so you're, been? you're heading home. Congrats. Yeah, go on. Congrats on being an uncle. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's funny. Yeah. I, I didn't want to step on your congratulations. I was like, no, no. I, I work really hard at this. I want my congratulations. Yeah, you did. You, you. I, th- I remember you telling me you guided uh, Gav's penis in for mm. the conception. Yeah. So if anything, it's as much your baby as it is theirs. I, I, I encouraged. I encouraged them. I was, I was screaming Aye. at him like an old man at the bookies shouting at the telly. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get in there. Come on. Come on, just. I've got 20 quid riding on this. Just finish at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least finish. Get that little man off your back. You'll go faster. <laughs> oh. So, uh, I, my brother, my brother had a baby, woke up, mm-hmm. had a child, and oh my God, he is fucking smitten, man. 
He's, he's he's overwhelmed with joy, and that's really it's really infectious when you're around somebody that's overwhelmed with joy. <laughs> he's uh, fucking... Well, that's why I imagine you do this. That's why you do this podcast, isn't it? Just uh, <laughs> be in my presence, and feed uh, no, off no. my energy. Uh, that was me dropping hints. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, in my defence, I am ve- I'm very excitable around babies. Like that's probably when I'm my, one of my happiest. So yeah, uh, and she's she's fucking gorgeous, man. And I like and, I, and like you know when it's like yours and it's your family's, you're gonna say they're gorgeous. But I think I can objectively say that's like a that's like a safely cute baby. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, because you know how some people you have to go, hi, hi, they're cute, and you're like, fuck, man, I hope that was just like damage off the birth canal and they grew out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Aye, you just hope, like, clearly there there were some, there were some ugly branches up that vagina and they hit every single one on the way out. (laughs) Aye. But more, more, more important than the, um, than the healthiness, uh, than the healthiness, than the cuteness, is uh, healthiness, like, fucking, absolute fucking healthy baby. That you know, like, aye, and just just doing face gymnastics all the time, and you just love looking at it. <laughs> that- aye, they did the they 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 did like a they did a real birth in a hospital. They didn't do one of those fucking hippie home births or anything because Gavin is quite a hippie person. Yeah, yeah, I think they're both proper hippies. Like you got the house and you fucking kind of get moved for Dreamcatcher. I got caught in a Dreamcatcher once. I was like, who's been dreaming about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, and- and why am I wet? What type of dream is this? <laughs> uh, so I think I think uh, I think anyone can be happy until the, there's a there's an eight eight pound four child trying to push out of them, and then they just like fucking stick us with an epidural, pal. <laughs> All right, that's that's the uh, thing. So I'm, at the moment, I'm uh, I'm at Beebs and Mallory's house, uh, my Scottish friend from home and his lovely wife, and uh, she's a she's a nurse, and I was just and obviously Beebs and Gav are close and. He asked if the if the the baby had arrived, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, you know, all safe. You know, a bit of a, a bit of a difficult labour, uh, but they're all healthy and and happy now." And uh, Ma was just saying, "Like, and that's why you never have home births because one difficulty, and both your wife uh, and child are dead. Uh, like, you uh, need you, you need you need to have a baby within fifty feet of at least twenty doctors. Otherwise, if something goes wrong." Uh, Kitchen, kitchen floor babies are the reason that people had eight kids because only three of them would stick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> people used to have well, real multiple. The, people you, had to used to have real multiple kids just to fucking keep the numbers up. I just been like, look, some of these will survive and some of them won't, and that's how I'll decide which ones I love. Man, they used to not name kids until they were four. Just to like, not just get attached. Well, no, and also like not to waste, uh, not to waste like a good name. Like you name your first baby Dave. That's your dad's name. That's what we're going to be called. And then Dave dies. You're not going to name name the other one Dave too. Electric Boogaloo. Sorry, that's such a shit joke. <laughs> Sorry. Too, too Dave, too furious. Uh, uh, is that is that true? Is that true? Is that true? They didn't waste the good name. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if it was they were it wasn't necessarily they didn't waste the good name, but there was no point in fucking naming a kid like the first years of the kid's life, especially if you're growing up, like living in a fucking hovel where you like shit in the same room as you eat and whatnot. Aye, aye. That's why I that's why I don't name pets until seven years in. Guess <laughs> you want to name your kid. Guess you want to name your kid Snowy. Yeah, just in case. I just Ro- oh, Rover, Milo. Rover. <laughs> 
uh, I didn't. Hey, it's just like on this podcast. I didn't. Get, I didn't name Kara until like a year and a half into our relationship. She was just called Peggy up until then. Uh, that and is, then I decided I'd be with her. That is and true. And I her with her name. That yeah. is true. And then, uh, and then I didn't. I didn't name Natalie until I heard someone using her name, and I was like, "Oh, thank God, that's her name." <laughs> <laughs> I've just oh, I was, slightly racist <laughs> nicknames. <laughs> I was really styling out there when I was calling that Dirk a Dirk. I knew I knew I knew she wasn't christened Dirk a Dirk. Well, I wasn't hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Wasn't there? How can you tell? Um, so I was. I remember the first time you the first time you and Natalie started going out. Just uh, you upset her? I, I, nick, I did because I nicknamed her Fatly, and it's not because she's fat, but just because fat rhymes with. Nah. Natalie, in the same way that I call Elliot Smellier. He doesn't smell. And you were, he smells lovely. And you were calling He's, me like I'm j- you were calling me Plumfries, Kai Plumfries, <laughs> and Fatly Lane. Aye, because that's funny. That's funny. But she didn't know you. Well. And aye. she wasn't meant to see the message. So it wasn't like you were bantering aye. with her. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was sh- was, I was showing her a- I was showing her the picture I sent you. Or like on the conversation with you, and then it popped up and I was fatly. <laughs> well, it's because I've got the I've got big alley, little alley, and fat alley, so it's I got to distinguish between yeah. the three. And, uh, and the next photo was sent was her giving you the middle finger. Well, me me and her giving her the middle giving you the middle finger, and it was that photo we used to get a finger ratio for the engagement ring. So, if anything, like you're welcome. She should apologise so you- to me. So you, because because of that photo, you got it right first time. Well, I actually went one t- size too big the first time because we got it right, but went a size too big so it oh, fits. So so it boils no, down because you like- because you called Natalie fatly. I got her a ring that was too big. That was the that was the chain of events. Oh right, so I did fuck up. I also man, I, when I when I was buying Kara's ring, like I gave the guy a ring size, and he was like, "Man, there's no way that's her ring size." Like you've you've read it wrong. We'll do. Two above that, <laughs> and then sure enough, we get the ring. It's too big, and she goes, "No, this is the actual size." And I'm like, "I, I knew it. I, just, I didn't have the confidence." But when this yeah. guy was like, "Look, unless you're proposing to an actual toddler, there's no way this will fit her fingers," and I was like, "How little you know me, sir." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, that, you'd rather like be too big and get it on in that moment, though, than it be too small and it doesn't. Because imagine fucking ha- imagine the anticlimax of that proposal if you just like, "Oh well, put on your pinky." And you can just you go to propose to her, she ends up pimping you. <laughs> <laughs> just putting on the just putting on her pinky along with her fucking coke nail, just <laughs> making her look like, like the biggest G in the world. Down on my knee, will you haul me out? <laughs> and then slip on her middle finger and just live a life of servitude. Uh, she slapped me across the face, and that was a yes. Ringside down as well. Turned uh, it fucking in right across the jaw. Hairy side. Aye. Oh, the way the palm's hairy. No, I meant the backhand. Oh, there you go. Right. I, mean, I, I, I mean, like, she rotated it round into the palm. Ah, uh, so, the, fucking... so the jewel the jewel was a part of the palm slap. I see what you did. Aye. I see what you did there in your little, um, your, your little theatre of the mind of domestic abuse that you painted for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went back well, and hugged, hugged a baby. And that uh-huh. that was really cool, and um, we had the whole family together for the first time since oh, it would have been November on my way up to Scotland when I first moved back up to Scotland. Um, and I, I was on the way of doing, and everyone's just uh, don't tell me how 
Huh? Don't tell me how your dad is, because I don't tell me how your dad is, because I know how your dad is, and I'll tell you how he is at the end of the podcast. But how's your mum? All <laughs> oh, right, the dad jokes. I thought you were like, what? <laughs> What's the secret of your dad? Uh, he just he just walks into this room. He just walks into Beeps' house, just on camera. He's like, hey guys, surprise! I arrived for Daniel's last day. I was gonna say he must have literally darted to the airport when I left his house because I haven't been back long. I've been back about long enough for him to get to Australia. Just that's how we timed it, man. Um, but I, I, it's it's so weird because even though I hadn't seen my dad since September, um, I feel like I've seen him loads because we play Rocket League on a pretty regular basis, like three, four times a week. Oh, it's a good way to stay in contact with your dad as long as you don't mind your relationship with your father just being you calling each other useless cunts for forty five minutes. I. Uh, why did you not just man? I had that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I love you. Classic father bonding, son bonding time. So, you know, uh, I, I think it's like, because it, I've, I've played games, like me, my dad, and my brothers played Worms for a bit during a lockdown. And my yeah. dad had that thing. Because my dad, my dad grew up on the computer, right? Literally got one for his, I think when he was like 11 or 12 years old, he asked my gran for a computer. And she was like, we are working class. In what fucking world are you getting a computer? You mad cunt. I tell you what, like, if you, if you save up money, Right, uh, for your Christmas, we'll give you the other half of the money, and you can put that towards. And the computer uh, that the computer uh, that all this family drama is about is just like a thousand pound machine that plays a game of two D tennis. Oh yeah, and also you've got to program it to do that as well. Like it's uh, so my dad gets downstairs one Christmas morning, and there's an envelope there, and it's you know he's like, let's let's have the money in it. So he opens it last, and it says, uh, "Look behind the curtain." And he looks behind the curtain, and my grandparents had splashed out, and they'd got his um, his uh, computer. So in his head, because he's had a computer for the longest time, he thinks he's the best at, at PC. In the same way that I think, because I had the original Xbox, that I'm just superior on the Xbox, despite the fact that I'm not, and I've just not updated my opinion you, of myself. You, you on think, it. as you played the first Halo, that yeah, yeah, the yeah. best at first person shooters. But people who start first-person shooters now get off to such a better start because they're playing a better game from the beginning. Like your your dad's formative years of computers is playing Pong, whereas your formative years would have been like, oh what? Teabagging cunts. Teabagging cunts on Halo. So your uh, your early years is much more advanced um, training I, than his was. I. Well, so that was his his argument was because we were playing Worms. He was like, "Oh, you know, you'll beat me at all the first person shooters." But like Worms came out when I was like, I don't know how old he was, fifteen or twenty. He's like, "I used to play this. I'll be fucking great at this." Absolutely spanked the cunt. Like it must be. I imagine that's like the the nerd equivalent of like you know if you're like a jock dad, a sports dad, and you play pick up basketball with your son, or you play football with them and you're trying to teach them how to get better so you're you know you always let them come close to winning but you never actually let them win because they've got to learn how to be a gracious loser as well and how to push themselves and then there's the one day where your son finally beats you that was my dad's version just with worms (laughs) just a much (laughs) nerdier version instead of this beautiful moment where I dunk on him the cunt just rockets himself (laughs) off the side of the map (laughs) and all three of his sons laugh at him until he leaves the zoom call (laughs) Uh, that that was uh, part of the Matthew McConaughey book was his brother passing the rite of passage and becoming a man by beating him and beating his dad in a drunken fight in the barn. That was that for you. That was your Texas redneck drunken yeah, I... fight in the barn rite of passage. 
Aye. Dad turns out and be like, I'm the fucking king of worms. Also, please don't read into that. Don't read that my nickname. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> oh, God. Um... Uh, oh, here's a question for you. Did you, have you listened? To, so the Patreon episode this week is uh, an episode with uh, that me and Jean finally got uh, round to doing. Have you listened to it yet? No, no, I just downloaded it. I haven't listened to the one with Bart and Cody yet either. The one with uh, Jean and Eric, right? So I just, oh, sorry, uh, Jean. I took a edible just before we go on because I got some uh, really decent ones and uh, you know edibles take about 45 minutes to an hour to kick in and they were good edibles really strong edibles but around the 40 fucking minute mark in my head I'm like I am absolutely crushing this like these are some of the funniest riffs I've ever had like Jean's also laughing at my jokes because she's a good co-host you know she's just steamroller over them but then I'm also just like thinking back wow (laughs) (laughs) shots shots fired (laughs) Um, so I'm just I'm just very curious because I want to listen to it back now to find out if I was actually as funny as I thought I was being or whether I was just interrupting a woman for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to uh, be fair... To be, wait, hold on. Fucking hell. It's is got, Jean the first is, woman on this podcast? No, no. Becky Lucas has done it before. No, Jean, Jean was the first woman on this podcast, but this is her second time on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Aye, aye, aye. So it's on quite an early episode as well. I listened to it back recently. Aye, right, that was the one where you called me out and being the, the toxic flatmate. Aye. aye the jam, the, the Jammy Pockets episode where you, um, where you stashed a pen in your, in your jacket pocket to say that it was there all along when you'd actually been sleeping yep. with a pen. You'd been asleep with a pen in your pocket. Oh. <laughs> so ju- just in case, just in case I wake up inspired in the middle of the night, I've got to write this down. Uh, you, <laughs> you never know when it strikes you. You wake up and you've got a wet patch on your leg, and you're like, "Oh no, I've had a wet dream," and it's just fucking what? <laughs> it's squid, it's squid ink. I'm just, just, oh my god, I'm just, just squizzing, going, squidding all over, my, all over my leg. I uh, clearly I was having some sort of nightmare, and my only self-defense mechanism was to try and squirt myself away from it. It's such an odd, <laughs> wet dream. Defense, defense mechanism. <laughs> oh, I think that's that's got to be one of the fucking weirder defense mechanisms of animals. Like a turtle going into a shell. Fair enough, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, is it? Oh, head in. There you go. Can't get through. But fucking just jizzing a bunch in somebody's face so they can't fucking see. Yeah, that's that's because how big's the cloud? That's not fight or flight. <laughs> no, that's just that's that's a Mario Kart punishment. It's, a, it's like, actually the fourth way because I've spoken about this before. Where there's fight, flight, and freeze. You can freeze and do nothing. Mm. That's the rabbit in the headlights. But there's uh, <laughs> what, what did you say? What did you just say? That's a Mario Kart defense. Yeah, like this, you just—it's like I, I'm gonna. It would be like it would be like a monkey self-defense mechanism throwing banana skins at the feet of a lion. Like it's just so. <laughs> it would be like the tortoise. It would be like the tortoise self-defense firing off the shell. <laughs> just, I uh, just just the crocodiles. Like one of the one of the teenage ones that's fucking grown up. It's ready to go for one of its bigger kills, and just the parents would be like. Look at this stuff. He's going for a blue shell. He's got no idea. He's gonna get halfway. To, he's gonna get halfway down the river, and then he's gonna get fucking nuked. Just as its maw opens up and fires off into a smoothness, just choking. <laughs> 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 
What would you? Here's a here's a boring story question uh, or a first date question. If you were an animal, what would your self defense mechanism be? <laughs> Which animal? If oh, if I if I was a, if I was a giraffe, I'd, t- I'd I'd put my neck into right. my shell. <laughs> <laughs> And we track my neck right in like a tortoise. <laughs> and just have like but still and all the skin's like wrinkled up like a quadruple sink tuple chin. Uh, just like a proper, proper small cock with too much foreskin, but the legs stay out. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to make it easier to run through tunnels. You know those tunnels that you get in the wild? Uh, the one that Wiley Coyote drew onto the mountainside. <laughs> right, so um, if, if, I I was, if, if I was a giraffe, I'd turtle up. Um, I. If I was if I was an elephant, right, just fucking uh, two two copters, right, one trunk copter, nice. spin that fucking round around, uh-huh. right, and then also same with my cock, just in case any lions tried to go for the fucking underside, and your tail, fucking... and your tail, and you just float and, off, you float off, like, you float off like a drone. <laughs> Where they based the movie Dumbo on, but they just they were like anime out the cock, but it's a Disney movie. We can't. There's no way uh, this to be made. Uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to use that. Yes, <laughs> you, you can't use the cock. You're gonna have to use the ears. The, the, the writers just there going, "I always just fucking twist the script, don't they? I always take out the good bit of the script. Doesn't even make sense with ears." <laughs> <laughs> like they're not even, they don't flap they've got no autonomy of them they're for listening why are they like you'll be deaf for half the flight stupid stupid guys uh, they've, they've, st- they've stopped it even being a defence mechanism and more of just a recreational activity it doesn't make any even sense <laughs> <laughs> everybody who's wrote a script <laughs> I, well I mean obviously my constant fucking uh, bickering with the with my, my hatred for the BBC started with the fact that well, I'm like here's a really good idea for a show and they were like great we love it we're just going to change everything and the concept and then the writers were like okay two very talented writers we're like oh we'll try our best to make a script with this shit storyline that you've come up with and then the BBC came in and we're like great great we love it but these bits just seem a bit weird and you go yeah they're, they're punchlines like they're they're jokes and they were just like that's not yeah. going to be Cut it all out. We're just gonna dip our. And instead of uh, instead of having the character, instead of having the character that oh. you've written, can we just like call it Daniel and just it be you? <laughs> Defeats the point of writing. Oh. <laughs> Defeats the point of writing. Man. <laughs> oh man, the fucking name of the show was the Adventures of Daniel. Like just such a first brand idea, and they were like, we. Love it. You weren't even just famous yet. Of... Were they just trying to do it because Chris Rock had like, um, what was did Chris Rock not everyone have his? Everyone hates Chris. Chris. Yeah. Aye. And that, that was an answer to everyone loves Raymond. Um. So what we've learned, right, is with the Adventures of Daniel, that is them taking a script and just making it their own and putting your name on it and embarrassing you by it, right? And Muff right. is nobody having any influence. Us just going too far off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> and isolating wow. a lot of the viewers. Uh, what would what we need, but, Daniel, is just a bit of balance. <laughs> aye, aye. Like Muff was Muff was meant to be such a like. Okay, we're gonna stick it to the map. We're gonna do it our own way. And it's like, oh, turns out we don't know how to write scripts or direct. Mm. <laughs> but, but which one did you like more, Muff or Adventures of Daniel? 
Oh, muff. By males. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it was, it was, it was funner because at least, at least, like, muff sucked because of us. Uh-huh. Like, and the budget. It was, it was like, like a low production yeah. value. Yeah, we got five fucking grand. And I mean, and we very, we, we very much should have, when we got five grand, we should have just made one episode and filmed that over four weeks as opposed to just going, fuck it, six episodes in four weeks. That's how we're going to get it done with a fourth of the quarter of the budget that we fucking wanted. Yeah. Uh, uh, we should have gotten something to man, pitch. We should have just put that all into making something we could have pitched. Aye, aye. And then also, man, I, I also, like, if you if you want a good version of Muff, just go watch 30 Rock. Like that's what that's the is that what thirty rock is? Thinking. Yeah, well, it's actually along the similar. Oh, it's 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 good, man. Like there's it's one of those shows where the people that fucking love it, like it's like people who love The Office, they just think it's the greatest show yeah. uh, on earth, and they're so fucking obsessed by it. But I mean, it's it is good. I'll I'll get through it because uh, I've been when I do my morning workouts now. I've been putting Brooklyn Nine Nine on because you can get like two episodes in while they're working out. And uh, I'll go through right. all of those, like, because I've never seen Community, Parks and Rec, 30 Rock, like, there's loads of, like, sitcoms I haven't seen. Do do Parks and Rec before you do uh, Community, uh, but also, the, uh, I mean, and as with most American sitcoms, you have to give it a season, right? right? Which is the main difference between UK TV and American TV. American TV is like, hey, we'll give you two seasons to find your fucking feet, get into it, and we'll sort of trust the process Which as I, much as we can. I, d- I don't mind if I'm using it as like a distraction from something else. You know, if you've got it on, like you, you, you've got uh, it on, like hey. a pod- you've got it on like a podcast while you're doing something else. Um, but when I, you know, if I'm just like sitting down at the end of Natalie's work day to watch something. I didn't want to fucking waste an evening just like investing myself in in be, in, yeah. in in becoming a victim of Stockholm syndrome with a series. Aye, aye, it'll it'll make you have a uh, Parks and Rec will make you have a real, real uh, profound love of Chris Pratt uh, until you read anything he's ever said or any of what his opinions. We've are. spoke about this before, haven't we? The less you know about Chris Pratt, the more you can enjoy his work. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's something that me and Cam James talk about all the time, which is just how much of a properly thick cunt Chris Pratt. It's just a real not. He's like when um, the the uh, director of Guardians of the Galaxy got fired for fucking tweets from you know five six years ago or whatever it was, uh, and all the Guardians of the Galaxy cast immediately came out like Dave Bautista was like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing the next one. I'm standing by him." Like uh, Zoe, uh, I'm a terrible uh, Saldana. Uh, she was like, "I'm not doing it." Fucking Vin Diesel was like, "I am Groot," which meant that he wasn't doing it either. <laughs> and Chris Pratt was like, "Chris Pratt was like, I'm gonna go prey on this." And you're like, "You fucking dweeb, man! Have a fucking spine, Jesus!" Yeah, Christ. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, gonna sit down in a room. I'm gonna put my hands together, and I'm just gonna. He's a fu- he's a fucking Republican. What, is what he is? What what were the tweets? Because like it's totally like there's got to be like a time to tweet ratio on what's acceptable. Was it right on the balance of like ah uh, it was six um, years ago? Because if if six years ago he was all like fucking Hitler had some good ideas, he just picked the wrong people. You'd be like you'd be like I that needs to be longer than six years ago. <laughs> he needs to have more years of reform. But the thing is, it wasn't. It was. It was just. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't shitty opinions he got cancelled for. It was shitty jokes. He did a bunch of shitty crap, like edge lord fucking bits that weren't funny. And this is the really fucking annoying bit where 
uh, just people go, look, look at this thing that they said. And you go, you know, that's a joke. And they go, well, it wasn't funny. And you go, fine, absolutely. It wasn't funny. But that doesn't negate the fact that it was still intended as a fucking joke. Just because you didn't laugh at something doesn't mean you get to change it and be like, well, that must have been a statement of fucking fact. Mm-hmm. As comedians, even though this guy wasn't a fucking comedian. Like, the reason I will never, ever apologize for uh, a joke uh is because it's just a joke and I'll admit if I've missed the mark and I'll fucking admit if 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 it's too fucking close to the bone or it's not uh, clever enough to be justified on stage or if it's just fucking shit I'll, I'll admit it's a shit joke but I'm not apologising for a shit joke in the same way that fucking footballers don't apologise for missed free kicks like you uh, fucking get oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're good, like, good, good time and uh, Sergio Aguero just tweeted apologising for his penalty <laughs> He tried to chip he tried to think it down the middle. Would have won them the Premier League. <laughs> aye. They'll still oh, win man, the Premier I'm League. So... Have to wait for longer. Aye. They're gonna wait a bit. I mean I'm so like I cannot believe that Chelsea are in the fucking Champions League final. And I am And you have just beat so Man City the last two City times you played them. You've got you've got the psychological edge over them. Aye. Aye, but I just, man, oh God, I'm going to be such a fucking wreck that day. And I shouldn't be, because we've done really well. To get into two fucking finals with a manager fired halfway through the fucking season is, What's, is, what? is amazing. But when you're in a final, man, you just, you want to... And also, you don't fucking get to win your first Champions League final, right? Chelsea lost to in our first ones against Man, uh, Man United. We lost on fucking penalties. And then we came back fucking five years later and we won it against Bayern Munich. You, sh- you don't... You don't get to win the first one. That would just be very, very unfair. See, to- Thomas, so City should do the. Uh, Thomas Tuchel was in a Champions League final last year. He, it's his I, second year running a Champions League final. He's gone in. He's like, he'll have it fresh in his mind. This is what I'm going to do differently this time. He's going to have like experience. Oh, he's oh, going to he's going to have a losing mentality. Oh, and it's so fucking hard at the moment just with I know some people hate football chat but fucking here we are uh, Timo Werner man like I know I know the man misses shots I know he misses shots unless he's offside hardest... unless he's offside Aye, and he finishes but... clinically and then the flag goes up and you're like <laughs> why can't you finish like that when you're not offside Aye, and he's also but he's he works he works so hard I feel Aye. genuine fucking because he's he's been involved in like 20 of our last 25 goals oh, you, like you can't not, not you can't not play player. him you can't not play him you can Aye. just put your money on it that he's going to miss a clear cut chance within a game Aye, I hope we don't I hope we don't fucking sell what? him like I want to give him an extra season but then again there's no rumours that obviously that we might be going in for Haaland but also there's no rumours that we might be going for uh, Lewandowski <laughs> really, that would be a fucking that uh, would be a, that would be unreal. Yeah. I kind of see him leaving Bayern, but what does it what does it feel like? For, what does it feel like for you that that like? Do you feel confident like that Chelsea are doing so fucking good at the minute under Thomas Tuchel? Do you feel confident, or do you just feel like a bit like uh, you're in a domestic relationship where you just know it's going to go foul again? Like you're in an abusive uh, well, no, relationship. It's, it's, sorry, where you're like yeah yeah you're just in a honeymoon, you're in a honeymoon period with a fucking lover that's already hit you. Uh, well, I think it's 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 going to be this this bit where like the one of the major things I hate about fucking Chelsea is the revolving door policy. Like I think Chelsea fans can be so shit sometimes and so fucking fickle. Like give a manager 
uh, more time to get into the squad. Like, I'm genuinely worried that if Thomas Tuchel loses the FA Cup in the Champions League, he'll just be fired. And it's like, no, come on, like, he got us there. Like, uh, he got us there halfway through the fucking season. Or you could um, say it like Frank Lampard done all the hard work and then he just took the lid off the jam, the jam jar. <laughs> Which is not the case. If you've been watching, if you've been watching, it's not the case. No. Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's, he absolutely no, fixed man, it. He's, he's, man, I, I was a nice little squeal. That's a nice little squeal. That was genuine raw talking excitement. About, talking about Frank. Uh, uh, like I was devastated when Lampard got fired, just because again, I was like, I didn't think it was enough time. Like, yes, he spent a lot of money, but it's this thing when people talk about how much money a club has spent, or and specifically, like Havertz cost fucking eighty five million, and he's oh, he's not been that good. You go, you know, he didn't pick his own price, right? You know, like he had nothing to do with the expectations. He was just signed by a club. They valued him. That's what they were willing to pay for the future thing. You can hardly fucking. You know, hold it against this kid who's just like, I didn't say I was worth seventy five fucking million. I'm just yeah. happy to be here. Uh that's that's when um you know, people bring like wages into play and all that, like he gets paid so much a week and he missed that shot. And you're like, I but that 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 shot's that shot and whatever you're getting paid, like it's not like he's been bribed to score. He's trying his best regardless. Oh, He's trying to he's trying to score the oh, goal, and if saying. he if he misses, it's not because we didn't bribe him enough. It's because he fucking missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like he was sat there one one kick away from winning the FA Cup, and he was like, you know what, two hundred and fifty grand a week is just not enough for this. Dink. Uh, if <laughs> I if I got three hundred fusen, that would that's not. <laughs> That's not why Aguero panicked the fucking thing. He wasn't like, you know what? I'm going for a new contract. I'm going to chip this right out. One of the greatest keepers in the Premier League currently. And it is, it is ridiculous that they get all that money. But they, like, and I can see people, people that aren't into football, and I can see all the arguments about they shouldn't be getting paid that much. But that's how much money's in the in the industry. There's so much money yeah. in the industry with like TV rights and sponsorship and all the fucking everything going on. Who do you want to have that money? Do you want that to go to the? Do you want that to go to the owners? <laughs> like of course, no, no, give, give it to the athletes. Of course, give it to the athletes. Give more. But it's 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 such Tory capitalistic thinking. Being like they shouldn't be paid this much when all these people only get paid this much. She goes right. So let's pay them more. Let's pay nurses and policemen and firemen more. Let's not break down the... Fu- the money is there. Like, I agree with you that there should not be as big a disparity between what a footballer earns and what a fucking uh, nurse or police officer or anyone in the public service earns. But the way to fix that remedy isn't to lower the wages of the footballers. It's to increase the wages of everyone fucking else. Yeah, and, and also the, the the increasing of the wages of the, of the nurses would be, um, like... These people are, are getting taxed, so the more they get paid, right. the more tax they get, the more tax they're getting, the more that's going into the system to pay your nurses. So, like that, man, they they don't need to, the nurses don't need any more money. I don't know how many times, how many claps they fucking need. <laughs> like, just go down, go down to Tesco, right? Tell them that you got clapped a bunch, and then just hand them over the, the claps. That should be. You know, I mean, and it, look it blows if, my fucking mind. And, uh, and, and look, if you if you want the nurses to get paid more, put them on fucking Sky Sports on, on a Saturday afternoon when everyone's off work. Put some Virgin Money sponsorship boards in the background. Rake it in for the nurses. We can sit at home dressed as nurses. <laughs> 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 With our favourite nurse, favourite scrubs on. 
just watching watching a live surgery and she just nicks an artery and you're like you stupid bitch what are you doing the, what are you doing <laughs> the anaesthetists are wanker the anaesthetists are wanker the anaesthetist needs glasses <laughs> what are you, you must be pretty uh, pretty chuffed now that Newcastle are safe Aye, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was that was mind blowing. Like, as fucking, we hammered, we hammered Chelsea, who are third, four two. We're winning four nil, and in the last, no, you didn't. You hammered Leicester, mate. You did. You, you didn't fucking touch Chelsea. Are you third now because of that? <laughs> aye, aye, we're third now. You beat Leicester four two. Aye, they were third when we did it. Huh. That's why fucking uh, we now want to talk about like the. It were, <laughs> let's stay on football. Let's really fucking trim the herd on my podcast. Um, <laughs> let's get into the political side of it that everyone can understand. This Super League that we're going to put together with the top six clubs and immortalise them. Like Leicester, Leicester, right? There was before they played Newcastle. There, there was only two teams ahead of them in the league, and there was only two other teams that had won the league since they won it. Right? That oh. that tells me they're in the top three of. <laughs> That tells me they're in the top three of Premier League teams over the last fucking five yep. five years. Over the last five years, they're in the top three. And they don't even get a sniff in the top six because they've just fucking somehow immortalised like the 90s and the early thousands in their heads and went, like, Tottenham wasn't usually up there. You're like, look at the league, they're no. fucking ninth, man. They haven't won anything. Aye. Aye. Arsenal continuously talk. Juventus are Arsenal fans consistently talking about like, oh, you know, we've won, we've won five or six European trophies, and you go, aye, do you have any photos of that? Do you have, <laughs> do you have like, <laughs> like is that is that the poster you had on your wall as a kid? A aye. match that happened twenty fucking years before you were born, or yeah. have you been a fan of them ever since they've been shite? What happened? Yeah, can, can I watch a replay of them in their glory days on a widescreen TV, or does it cut the sides off? <laughs> <laughs> Aye, am I watching it with just? Am I watching it on my laptop with an option to press teletext? Aye, teletext. Do you want to go on a little bit further back and put Red Star Belgrade and PSV Eindhoven in the Super League as well? You fucking daft cunts. Oh, we've won, we've won more league titles. So you go, aye, but not since the league got good. Aye. Like, aye. so so have not so have Nottingham Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've 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 found the um, the whole element of pride comes before fall about that Super League thing has been fucking Schadenfreude at its finest. Like, Aye. like you're you're very lucky that Chelsea, along with Man City, are like the only clubs that haven't just been making an absolute tit of themselves since they decided that they were super duper. Like they've all Aye, been fucking. Like getting beat off Newcastle, fucking drawn against Fulham, not qualifying for the Champions League, not qualifying for Europe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it was it was so weird to see, like, because uh, obviously after the Super League was announced, there was uh, protests outside Stamford Bridge in London. And then there was just that clip of like when it got announced that Chelsea were pulling out of the Super League, all the Chelsea fans just going, we say football, we say football. And you go, right, I, I get where you're coming from. But you, we also, we did try to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we signed up to it. Uh-huh. Like, let's not... the, this, is the, this is the whole, it's the exact same, uh, like, you know, when everyone's pulling Boris Johnson's cock off because of the vaccine rollout. And you're like, oh, he's the reason for so many deaths. 
He's the oh, reason that so many people died because of this. Like, he, he, if you, uh, <laughs> I was having a conversation about it with my dad. I went, Daff, I can't shit in your car. And then I do a solid job of cleaning the shit off your car. You're going to shake my hands and say, thanks for cleaning my car. <laughs> Ah, oh, you know what? You owned up to your fucking mistakes. You did it. It still, st- it still stinks. You can tell, still tell I've been uh, there because there's still the effects of it all. Aye. Uh, it's just fucking... It's mad. It's mad. Uh, I so, it's mad. Uh, so, um, so I Chelsea saying the same football. I love how the, I love how they try to take ownership of that as well, where you say football, whereas like, it wasn't we. It wasn't we when you were going into it, but it is we when you come out of it. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, like it, the fans never signed us up to it. So, like, I guess that it was the fans chanting because of our fucking protest, because of what we said, it made Chelsea pull out of the champion, uh, pull out of the Super Cup, and because of our reaction, we saved football. Nah, like, I get it in that sense. I, I, I disagree. I disagree to respect that you, you you pushed them to pull out of it, but you didn't push them to enter it. Is what you're saying. Which is the fans, but yeah, the fa- but-, but the fans did over the course of fucking fifteen years push Chelsea to go for a Super League by uh, by being overjoyed with all this Russian money that's coming in, with having a privilege and a leg up and an advantage over every other club. You're like happy to an extent, and then when it goes too far, you just disconnect from it. It's like somebody that's like in a room torturing somebody, and then the person they're torturing dies, and then they were like, "Well, I didn't want to kill them. I just wanted to electrocute them oh. a little bit." Oh, I, just I, just, wa- I just wanted to hear their secrets come on I, I, I didn't think it would go that far and you were like what really you didn't think you didn't think all that greed and all that like lust for power would go too far did you not because I saw you fucking celebrating when you were winning stuff with all that money you seemed dead happy oh man <laughs> that was the, again and that was that was the bit where I was like man I know I know what I signed up to as a Chelsea fan like what an evil club run by a fucking Russian uh, autocrat and uh, with, a, with, a, with a surprisingly racist fan base. Now, obviously, those aren't the reasons I supported Chelsea, but you have to just be like, all right, this is sadly what I've got to deal with sometimes and I'm not going to fucking pretend that I've not benefited off of, you know, all of the... Uh, all it, of the money and all of the success. I, I, la- I laugh at the fucking hypocrisy I see in myself because you've got a fucking identity. There's hypocrisy everywhere in the world right now. You've got it identified in yourself when you say it. But fuck, man. I'll sit here holier than thou with this fucking like, Super League shit. But oh my God, I had a bag of cans in the fridge when I thought we're going to be taken over by the Saudis. <laughs> the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 would, like, I would have happily just fucking closed that fucking like window closed the blinds onto the fucking the, aye on, on, on the moral side of on things the cr- just enjoyed killing Mbappe as a aye, magpie aye let's, let's not let's not mention the crimes against humanity and let's just enjoy aye, that the dark clouds are going to be lifted over Tyneside <laughs> Look, yeah, look, it's a, like in the same way. Like the pyramids are nice to look at as long as you ignore the fact that they were built by thousands of slaves that definitely died. Class <laughs> view, though. <laughs> Class view. <laughs> it's like that, but with football. Hey, yeah. we won a league. How did you get the money? Come on, let's not read into it too much. We won the league, but how did you win the league? Ah, you know, spirit. Uh, and, and, and everybody, and I'm tagging everybody who's given it this fucking holy other now about the about the Super League teams. They're gonna watch the World Cup, and that is no Aye. different. Like four, what four thousand years later, that's no different to the pyramids. 
<laughs> oh man, the next one is in fucking Qatar. Do you know ah. how many men died in the building of those fucking stadiums? It's, it's the same number. It's the same stats as the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking, <laughs> the, like, in, 20, in 2020, 21. Aye, it's insane. Aye, the fucking, oh, the, the blood cost of them stadiums is, it, like, reprehensible. Like, it's, Aye, it, we can't, it's real. We, we can't watch that World Cup because of it. But, but we will. But we will. <laughs> Aye. What's that about? I'll be sitting there. Why don't we I'll just be sitting go, there. Uh, I'll be sitting there in uh, whatever whatever other team uh, is against England in the group, and I'll be wearing one of their shirts that was also definitely not made under humane conditions, and I'll be watching it on the TV, being like, yeah, I'm just going to put up my blinkers just to everything that went wrong to allow this to happen, and I'm going to try and enjoy myself. And it's, it's like it's, Coke. It's, uh, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like... Vegans do Coke? I know a lot of vegans that do cook. Aye. I was like, what, you're ethical towards animals, but not not people and children. Well, well the, the, whenever people go, oh, you know, you do coke, you know, that's that's really bad and the, the trade there is evil. And you go, hey, 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 I'd buy it if it was humane. I'd buy the legal fucking version of it, right? It's not my fault as the fucking consumer that there's blood involved in this. It's the government's fault for making it so fucking impossible to get. If you want to, if you want to diminish the drug trade and all the deaths that are involved in it, it's not by stopping the consumers doing coke. It's by making the trade more ethical and and, and, and regulated and all of this stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I personally don't think coke should ever be legalized, uh, but I do think it should be. Uh, decriminalised and then you know just done a bit better aye and, uh, and we, should, we should we should make big stands because that's how to make a change if, if everyone made a big stand with the World Cup and with the fucking coke right. industry if everyone made a big stand then like shit would have to get done about it and that we're just not none of us will we're just not there yet I tell you what I think I think we're getting closer because you know um, you know uh, Noel Clark who was in um, Bulletproof in the Aye. just uh, when when everything came out about him, which I actually haven't read too much about, like the, the details of what he's done. I always, I'm always fucking protect myself. You know, I don't even know what Rolf Harris and Jimmy Savile's done truly because I never really fucking look. And I should, oh. I, I now should, I now should really like oh, just go and, the... just go and write, find out even if it's fucking graphic, find out what they did, just so you can know the fucking magnitude of the crimes of these people, right? Um, I watched the Louis Theroux documentary on a uh, on Savile because he did one documentary when Savile was still alive, and that was where, like to talk about all his charity work and his marathon running and stuff. And him and Louis were friends, and then Louis done a follow up one to that, which is just him sort of revisiting it and you know just being like, I don't know how I could have you know missed all these signs, and obviously in hindsight, it's. Uh, a, a bit fucking. He was just being so brazen because that's what they do when they get to a point uh. of success. Like they're a bit more fucking open with it. It's a tough watch, think, but it's think, one of those. Think they can get it's away a necessary it. watch. Yeah, right. I th- and I think it is necessary to look at them. You can't like protect yourself when other people have suffered of a fucking torturous level, and I'm protecting me fucking innocent little eyes from reading about it. You know what I mean? Man, like, it's 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 why we have to teach. It's what it's why you have to fucking teach the Holocaust in schools from. A young age, because if you fucking don't, you then end up with these people that think the Holocaust didn't happen, and those people are fucking reprehensible fucking people. Like to protect, uh, I understand protecting uh, uh, kids from the horrible ideas and uh, stuff of the world. I understand the feeling behind that, but the, 
on the other side, you're just going to raise ignorant people who don't understand the suffering of the world, and that makes yeah. them inherently less empathetic. And you, you actually raise, you're raising like uh, imperialistic people who think England's the greatest because they don't know about the previous crimes of the country because they've been uh, they've been rose tinted goggled out of the history lessons. Aye, we've um, got to, uh, man, it's what, exactly, same with America, America needs to be taught, and it's, let, fucking, let's go talk about Australia as well, like it needs to be taught that, yeah. hey, this was not your land first, like you got it through, you know, fucking, uh, uh, clon- colonialism, and, uh, and colonialism, yeah, and uh, just to get back to the point I was I was making with Noel Clark is the um, they pulled that final episode of Bulletproof off the air, and there's so there's so many people working and like so many people working hard on that 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 was a difficult thing to do to all of the like directors and staff and other actors who've done nothing because of this one man they're losing everything they've been working hard on, and that's that's how it should be. They should gain this is fucked, we're going to have to pull it. Whereas I think in the past, they would have went, there's too much writing on this, we're just going to have to do a big fucking PR assault uh, offensive, brush it under the rug, and 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 still carry on with the project. But the fact that now they can go and write, the project's fucking done. I think I think that's Aye. where they should, that's where we should get with a lot of things. That's where we should get with the World Cup. Where we're going to know, because we know about this now, we have to act on it. We can't just know about ah. it, brush it under the rug, and put like we said, put our blinkers on and enjoy the World Cup. Se- separate. It's like you know, the separate the art from the artist but, but, thing. Just like now, why don't you just ah. fuck that artist right off? I can live with Udar Kelly. <laughs> I but I but man, if if Scotland qualify for the World Cup, <laughs> and that, fucking, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be so. Like it's 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 man, it's fucking tough. It's one of those moral quandaries. Yeah, well, I guess it's not a moral quandary because it, again, it's it's not really on us, uh, the individual. Like I really respect people that do take that personal ownership. The ones that you go, you know what? I'm not gonna use. I'm gonna use. Well, I am gonna use recyclable stuff. Like I'm not gonna eat from this place because it's not humane. I'm not gonna buy these clothes. People that do that, g- genuine fucking well done because. I would like to be more like that sometimes, but it's just it's it's I, it's fucking difficult. You should, you should just force these companies to do it the fucking right way. Do you, do you think it's a progress if we can recognise the hypocrisy in ourselves without remedying it? <laughs> do you think, I, I think I think it's progress, but it's it's certainly not enough. But also, like, there's so much of what giant corporations do is they put the ownership on the consumers. I know I've spoken about this before, but like the carbon footprint was a term coined by BP, right? They pushed the idea of everyone being responsible for their own carbon footprint. And it doesn't matter, uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't matter how much you fucking recycle. It doesn't matter what car you fucking drive as long as these companies are still doing what they're doing in the oceans, in fucking Bangladesh, in China. Like, this idea that one, us as individuals, just collectively can make a difference. You go, no, no, no. It's you, you big tax-dodging motherfuckers. It's you that are making this impossible. You've got to make it more accessible. You've got to make it cleaner. And you've got to make it fucking humane. So they're they're trying to put it on us using energy-saving light bulbs when Vegas is there and you can see it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a fucking... uh... Uh, I don't know if you watch. I'm just, I don't, I'm just, I'm just gonna apologise if anyone thinks they're watching Godzilla because Natalie is somehow fucking bounding past the back. I, I can see the spikes coming up on the audio every time she bounds by. I don't know, oh, I don't know how she does it. 
She's just very excited that we're recording the podcast. I think, I think she'll put me fucking Timberlands on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, mate, I'm going to have to wrap this up soon because I've got I'm, I'm flying. I've got to uh, drive uh, back up to the uh, Brisbane airport in my Ford Mustang GT, which I rented like an asshole. Did you? You always, you always like doing that when you're abroad, didn't you? Well, it's just a fun, it's just a really fucking, if you've got a rental car for a couple of days and you're going to be driving around a bit and, and if you're out there, if I'm out here touring and it's just, it's just a wee present for myself and yeah, man, I know I look like a fucking wanker, but you only look like a wanker from the outside and inside you feel class. You feel fantastic. Ah, <laughs> uh, you really do, man. You know, remember the time when uh, we were doing, uh, when I was recording Dark in LA, picked you up from the fucking airport in a Ford Mustang. Convertible, right? And then we, yeah, and we rolled, we, and, but it was in like fucking February in LA and we put it in convertible mode and then we're like, this is horrible. This Ooh. is freezing. Aye. <laughs> had, to, had to pull over at the side of the fucking motorway to put it back up. Aye. It was good though. It was good when you picked us up though. Aye, class. Man, fun. Driving nice cars is fun. Like, I, I'm not a... I'm not a fucking gas hound. Like I don't. I'd probably never buy one myself. But you can. You can rent one. That's I doesn't know. count. It's like it's like chocolate on holiday. Doesn't count. There's no. My carbon footprint's the same. I can buy a like a gas guzzler. I can rent one. That's fine because it's not mine. It's somebody else's. I'm just borrowing it for a bit. Ah, uh, you, ne- you never watch an episode of Top Gear, but you just dig like a good car. <laughs> you, can, you can still enjoy a good car without being uh, without knowing what's under the bonnet and everything. Yeah, exactly. In the same way that you, man, you can fucking enjoy meals that you don't know the ingredients to. It's the fucking flavour of them. I mean, I'm not I can't, but you probably could. Hi. <laughs> right. Shall we? Shall we let? Shall we relieve you of your duties then? By uh, I haven't. Oh, oh, where's my phone? Here it is. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, look at this because there's another. There's another baby on the way. Do you know that? Who's Ka- Can? Oh, like on the way now. On the way now. Aye. Aye, it's just oh. there. Water's broken, dilating, whatever. Well, I don't really know the process of it, but I think water's come first and then it starts making room. It starts like contracting. Yeah. And that, that can go on for the... days. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going yeah. I'm I'm to try and avoid looking at me uh, messages because I'm expecting that one. And, uh... <laughs> you, don't want any, you don't want any baby spoilers. <laughs> I don't want any baby spoilers. It's not, <laughs> it's not my news. Uh, it's not my news, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Imagine the way uh, that the way that people tell, tell the world was the podcast. Even though I'd give it away with Gav straight away because I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Uh, your dad claps when the train arrives at the station. <laughs> <laughs> your dad starts wiping his bum when the poo is still coming out. Uh, your dad thinks parrots are just gay seagulls. <laughs> He's not wrong. The, the fabulous seagulls. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, mean, yeah. I didn't mean gay in a derogatory way, right? <laughs> but your da- but your but your dad did. <laughs> your dad did. Your dad never uses knives when he's cooking. He just karate chops all the ingredients. <laughs> your dad peaked at eight. <laughs> your dad peaked at eight year olds. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your your dad was getting yelled at by the teacher, and he tr- casually tried to blow a bubble, but his bubble gum floated him off, and he just rattled his head off the ceiling fan. <laughs> your dad got rid of a loose tooth by tying string to it, and then went fishing with the other end. <laughs> I don't 
that's good. And then, uh, and then I'm out because he got us up at nine o'clock in the morning for this. So I only worked three. Uh-huh. Your dad voted for Leo Curse. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the hundred and fourteen. <laughs> And we found never to utter that cunt's name, but there it is. It's out. Oh, all right. <laughs> he was one of the 18. Oh, fucking, did Liam know if Neil tweet? Um, so good. The, the Fringe is cancelled, but Leo Kerr still managed to find a way to waste three grand over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he, ran, he, ran, he oh. ran for MP and didn't get enough votes to cover his deposit. Oh, good. 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 Aye. Let's enjoy that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you next Monday, hopefully. And, and, and if people, um, if people uh, tuned out during the football chat, um, just know that the Patreon episode has got Gene in it, so there'll be no football chat on Thursday. <laughs> no football chat whatsoever. Right. I'm looking forward to listening right. to that too. Right. See you soon. Bye. Bye.